Welcome to the Peace Bridge Talk Show. Your host is Amrita Kailas, and she is going to introduce you to powerful tools from ancient wisdom and also connect with experts to show you how to implement them to lead a peaceful life. Now, here is Amrita. Namaste, everyone. Welcome to the Peace Bridge Talk Show on Voice America. I hope you all are doing well and staying safe in whichever part of the world you are. Thank you so much to each one of you who has tuned in today. I'm deeply grateful for all your love, support and feedback that you've been providing me that has brought us to the 20th episode today. Without further ado, let me begin our episode with a famous poem by the renowned poet Robert Frost. Nature's first green is gold, her hardest hue to hold, her early leaves a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf, so Eden sank to grief, so dawn goes down today. Nothing gold can stay. The great poet Robert Frost describes the impermanence of life through the change in seasons as it moves from spring to summer and then the beauty eventually fades away. As a flower buds, blooms, ages and fades with its beauty back to the nature. Every life on this beautiful planet gets born, grows and dies. Do you know billions of cells die every day in our body to create new cells? Death is a natural phenomenon but leaves behind grief among the loved ones. Grief is the feeling of deep sorrow that we all experience when we encounter loss or separation of a loved one or even when we have our loved ones falling sick due to chronic illness. We all experience grief at various points in our life. Since the rise of COVID, the death rates have increased around us and resulted in deep losses for many of us. Although grief is unavoidable, long-standing grief can lead to severe mental health issues that includes anxiety, depression, cancer, heart attacks, stroke, and more. According to an article from Psychiatric Times, 40% of grievers meet the criteria for major depression one month after their losses, and 24% still meet the criteria after two months. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome Judy Mooney, who's going to be our guest for the episode on overcoming grief. 
Judy Mooney is my mentor who has gone through multiple losses and has risen above grief. Let's listen to the conversation with Judy Mooney on how she overcame grief from the losses that she experienced in her life. Welcome to the episode, Judy. Well, thank you, Amrita. It is a privilege to be here and just have this conversation with you. My privilege too, Judy. Thank you so much for being a guest on this episode. And before we start off discussing about grief, could you please share a little bit about you for the listeners also to know who you really are? Thank you, Amrita. I'm just an ordinary person who, in my mind, have done some extraordinary things. As I, I, I have experienced uh, being married, this is our 50th anniversary year. I have raised uh, four wonderful children. And, but through the grief, I have also buried a child, which gives me some credibility in uh, suffering that loss of a child. My mother has been my inspiration my whole life. She's been my life coach and just such a friend. It was with great sadness I have made my mother to rest a, a year ago. And I'm not liking life the same without my mother in it. But life goes on. She prepared me for life and has given me the tools to accept life. We were very, very poor growing up. She always made the best of everything in life. She prepared me for death. She prepared me for life, whether it's good or bad. You, she gave me tools. She always had a smile on her face. And these things have become a part of me, which... I've been able to even pass on to my own children. I, she's given me a faith. And with everything combined, I feel like I've had the tools for life. I've been so appreciative of that. That's very, very inspiring. And at the same time, touching to hear how your mother actually influenced your development and also gave you the tools to still go on with life even after she passed away right that is so powerful to hear judy and i'm sorry to hear about the losses that you mentioned um, especially with your child that would have been one of the most toughest times of your life i would imagine how did you have the power to actually overcome the grief that you went through? I can't, I never knew that so many people suffered the loss of a child until I lost a child. As I received cards and I had no idea of the number of people who had experienced something 
like I had just experienced. We had two healthy boys at the time of our third son arriving. He was just a perfect baby when we brought him home from the hospital. But closer to a month or six weeks later, he had a little mini attack. It was almost like a heart attack. We discovered he had a very serious heart defect that would require surgery. But with being such a young baby, they wanted him to be as old as they could before um, doing this surgery, which had to be done outside of Canada. He had to be, we had to be flown to the Mayo Clinic to have this surgery. I was very protective of caring, very nervous caring for a very critically ill child. But with the medical support that I had, this little boy was given everything that was available to him at this time of medical history. When he only had a 5% chance of making it through the surgery, we were prepared that we wouldn't see him again as I saw as they wheeled him away. At this time, he was nearly five months old. And um, I just remember how I felt as they took him away. The surgery lasted eight hours. He actually did come out of the operating room. They had us in a private little room. And as he went by, I could hear that when they were trying to get him settled into a room, that there was a lot of activity and they were calling for paddles and they were doing all of this. And after all of that, his heart stopped. As the surgeon came to the room, he just bowed his head and didn't say a word. And then he just said, I'm so sorry. We've lost Jeremy. We were so appreciative of the opportunity medically that we had with him, but we had no regrets. All we could do was just love this little boy and do our best. We had the best of medical support. And from a very young age, my mother prepared me in some small way for losing people. I lost a grandma when I was about six years old. And I remember my mother saying that the circle of life, we live and we die. We don't know when. It doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. We can leave this world. When our time is up, we will be taken from this world. I wasn't afraid of death. I just looked, I, I, I looked at it as a natural occurrence, even though it just breaks your heart because you never want a child to go before you. But I realized that I believe there's a God that has a plan. I believe that his will, whatever it's going to be, I don't have to understand it. 
but whatever his will is, is what it's going to be. The lessons I learned from this loss has been helpful to help others go through this loss. And very soon after, I had a girl that I went to school with going through this loss. I remember the things that people said to me. Some of the things were so comforting. And I've been able to use those same things with other people. I remember a classmate who lost a young child and it was their own carelessness. So this was awful for them. But she said, Judy, I know how empty your arms feel. But those were the words she said to me. And I thought, yes, that's a good description of how empty and how, you know, I was missing something in my arms. And I've been able to say those words to other people. So it was hard. I didn't want to be around people. I, I found it really difficult to be around people's new babies when they're so excited. And I would just be overcome with not wishing I had my sick baby, but just wishing that it wouldn't have had to be this way. But because it, it, it happened, I was able to be strong and realize that at some point, I have to take responsibility and life has to go on. I have to go on and fight through my emotions. But until you get out there and do it, if, if the longer you wait, it doesn't make it any easier. You still have to just get out there and fight through your emotions and live, live life. But when I take the emphasis off of my own grief and pour it into somebody else's success or somebody else, it makes it a lot easier to deal with what's hurting you. Very, very powerful and beautiful message, uh, Judy, which you shared around how, how much hard it would have been to actually go through that loss of a five-month baby expecting that baby to come back into your arms and as you put because of your big heart that it is God's will that has happened there and you actually share those lessons from that grief to others who are actually struggling and you pass on that message to them and fill in their hearts and all of this makes you stronger. That encompasses actually how you rose above the grief and also developed that emotional and mental strength that allowed you to move forward in life and help many more lives, right? So I'm, I'm very, very touched and it also fills my eyes as you say that Yes, I feel like, why did it actually happen to me? There was that question. I'd love to know in those delicate moments when you were kind of looking for that answer, where did you end up with? Well, 
when I hear the words, why did this happen to me? I now say, why not me? Why not me? I have a good attitude about death. I know, I know where my little fella is. I have surrounded myself with the positive memories. My grandfather, I never met my father-in-law. He passed away when my husband was only four years old. He was buried in a, in a graveyard. And at the time that he passed away, there were six little graves purchased. And at the time of losing my son, I says, you know what? He's going to Saskatchewan by Grandpa, Grandpa Mooney. And he was named after his Grandpa Mooney. This was something that just brought so much comfort to me because I felt like I was just taking him to be with Grandpa. And he would be with, with Grandpa, but it, it meant a lot just to have something so simple in my mind that I had built up that he would be there and he'd be sitting on grandpa's knee. It's just the little things, you know, we're responsible for the outlook and the perspective that we take on things. I saw the saddest things happen to people with the loss of a child. I had a very good friend whose marriage did not survive the loss of a child because each person grieved so differently that they were in conflict with each other all the time. And because my husband and I both have faith, the faith that we had, it just reminded us that we're not the ones in charge this wasn't our plan. This wasn't our wish. But we still get to choose how we grieve and how we get on with life. And we both did it the same way. This, this worked. But, you know, when I think of the couples that don't, don't survive the grief of even a child, it uh, brings me back to just having something in place that causes me to have complete peace and I can go, go on. So I say, why not me? That is again another powerful and uh, very, very significant message that you shared, which is why not me? Looking at it in a positive attitude and changing your perspective towards that problem that is in front of you, right? And having that strong faith in God whose plan is being executed every moment of our life. Having that faith is what I hear was your strongest foundation to bring you back to that place of peace. So, Judy, you mentioned about some families whom you have met who struggle still with conflicts when they are not able to kind of have that faith and um, 
find it hard to actually overcome grief, right? So what from your experience helped you to connect to that faith when you encountered losses in your life? The faith has been the foundation to tackle. I live my life and leave things in God's hands. It doesn't have to be death. It can be an inner struggle with something. A person's, you know, you can be terminally ill. You can be, you know, suffering problems from an accident or lots of things can just happen to us in life, which change us forever. We're never the same when we've experienced some of these, they're just trauma and dramatic things. But I've always come out with having learned something and have the ability to go on with life. It never occurred to me that life wasn't worth living, that I can't go on, I can't be happy, I can't enjoy life. It never occurred to me that I need to act that way. I wanted to persevere. I wanted to overcome. I really want to be able to just be a comfort to someone who is suffering and going through some hard things. I've done this more recently with my sister. My mother passed away about a year ago, but 13 days later, I lost a brother-in-law. My sister and I were so close, but he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And she was a caregiver. He stayed at home right until pretty much the very end. I've been able to renew my relationship with her. This was very hard being a caregiver and doing all of that. But I call her every day just to see how life is going. I'm inspired by how positive she is. Just appreciating such small things in life. We're, we both, we just appreciate being retired now. We just appreciate a beautiful sunshiny day. She loves to go to a, a thrift store or something like I do, but we're not there. We're there to visit with people and just enjoy our surroundings. We want to live life in this moment and just appreciate the small things, have one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. We're getting in a, in a different world now with all the social media, but in order, you really need to be able to talk with someone sometimes face-to-face, -face, and I just have to hug people. I don't have to have the right words. I just want to hug someone and just hold them. <laughs> it's just something that uh, there are, there, there, there's never the right words to say. And I just feel like 
it's not always what you say, but what you can just do to just brighten up somebody's life where you're not judging anything. You're just being kind. You're just doing something special for someone that you know is hurting. It just goes such a long way. So that's what came to my mind. <laughs> that is in itself actually showing the love and kindness which is the most powerful thing that you can give to this world right and judy you were mentioning about how small acts small things that you can do like you call your sister and inquire about her which makes her feel good and also you're supporting her at the same time and helping her overcome that loss although she in herself has the positive attitude you're still supplementing it and giving back in a way where you're not judging the other person you are just there to listen to them and give whatever you can through the words of love and i'm reading this out compassion and kindness where words do not matter but what you do you said judy that was so so powerful again which is like what you do matters it's not what you say alone i'm completely blown away with that message because that is talking about what is becoming less and less in this world where the hearts are becoming smaller to actually fill in with this unconditional love that you're talking about the love which is built on the faith on god the love which doesn't seek recognition the love which doesn't seek fame or money or anything else in the world but that love is just there to support another person and bring a brightened smile on their face right you are listening to amrita kailas on the peace bridge talk show on voice america we are going for a short break stay tuned and we'll be back in 2 minutes voice america programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. We don't follow, we lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to the Peace Bridge Talk Show with Amrita Kailas. We hope we are helping you find your peace. Now back to the show with Amrita. Welcome back everyone to the Peace Bridge Talk Show on Voice America. Let's resume our show. This is very important that you said people who lack this faith in God eventually end up 
in places of mental health issues like depression or loneliness or anxiety would you like to talk more about it judy here well i've just you know i've been fortunate you know you're raised the way you're raised but in living in this world you see that everybody's got you know there's different gods there's different belief systems but i always feel bad for someone who has no support system around them who doesn't have faith in a greater being someone that they can just trust in someone that they can just leave it with god you know and trust that this is for the best and i was able to do that when i see people the way they deal with things that have no faith at all i see a different level of loneliness i do see a different level of you know depression that comes over them they don't want to deal with this they don't know how to cope with it they are in therapy they've got all these different ways and it's wonderful that there's all different places to reach out to but it's such a different journey for someone who can't just accept and surrender this wasn't my choice this wasn't my doing i wasn't a bad mother i didn't do something this was just something i was dealt with in life and how i chose to deal with it i i have complete peace and it didn't take me to a place of depression it didn't take me to those places and i'm just really grateful for that so there's something to be said for just reaching out and having um a spiritual side i think we're we're complete as human beings when we have we can include a spiritual side to our life so yeah. true so true because that spiritual side is the side which gives you the strength and power to encounter challenges as well as face it courageously and move on right i love that yeah. you brought in this place where it is when you lack that faith that you slip off and get into places which are not bad but hard for you to actually come back from there unless you have really good support through therapy or coaching which gives you the guidance support and tools to come back but if you're not in that place where you are ready to go for coaching or therapy and you have not recognized that you lack this faith developing it requires you to open your heart and be able to do something for others to understand how the spiritual power works and it it is different for different people whatever religion we follow whatever belief we have 
it's all ultimately the same power that's working through different names and different forms. But whatever we call it, if we have that faith, that becomes your guiding light. Yeah. yeah. The faith gave me, always gave me the ability to forgive. Mm. You know, sometimes we have to forgive other people. Yeah. We have to forgive things that happen medically. Yeah. We have to forgive ourselves. Yeah. Because we go on such a guilt trip. Yeah. With how we cope with things. And yeah. But are there any practices that you have brought into your life to improve your life, improve your mindset, or your way of uh, approaching problems? Because I heard you say about the toolkit that your mom provided you, which prepared you to face the challenges in life, right? So what do you do to actually integrate those tools into your life? Do you have some kind of ritual or routine or some way of bringing it all together to be able to be the Judy Mooney who's talking to me right now? Thank you. My husband has a saying, and he always said this to the kids. Only a fool has to make all his own mistakes. We are in this life with family, with friends, with people that support us. And it's really important to me to learn from what others have experienced and and what you see in others, you know, we know right off the bat with, with the way people live, with the way people approach life, we're living in such a self-centered world. Everything is about what I think and what I want and, and what I need, you know, and it's like, you know, take care of yourself because you can't take care of someone else unless you take care of yourself. And everything is just so centered on, you know, what I need. I have felt that my life, my mother was such a selfless person that I watched her always, she never took the easy way out. We were very, very poor, and she would be so, she would have such an imagination how to make things interesting or fun or make the same potatoes with something different on them. It was just interesting to watch her. I had a very hard upbringing with a father who had mental illness. He was very, very mean. And we would say to mother, can't we just all move into grandpa's house? We would just beg her, can't we get away from this man? And she would say, no, no, we can't go to live with grandpa's. We are going to, we're going to live this, this out. So she never took the easy way out. She never ran away from things that were hard. And I have learned that I, I feel confident 
that I can make it in life with nothing I have had that shown to me. Whether I have a little or a lot, I'm going to be just fine. I don't have to have all the, the latest conveniences. I don't mind a little bit of hard work. We live in a world where we just want everything handed to us instantly. And I felt that through hard times and through struggles, I now know what good, good times look like because I've been through hard times. It's good for us to struggle. It's good for us to not, to not have everything perfect in life. And this spreads on to grief or anything else. You know, we just take everything for granted. I never realized there was an intensive care nursery at the hospital for babies. It never occurred to me that, uh, that there'd be something wrong with a baby. I was just so, so young and not very informed. But I, as I lived in the intensive care nursery, for babies, I saw a different world. And the mothers that were, you know, all these babies had serious health problems. But there were volunteers of people that were just there to rock babies for parents that weren't able to be there with their child. And I thought, what a good job that would be to be in the hospital nursery just rocking babies that don't have a mother there to do it. So there's always, through difficult times, I just saw brightness. I saw people who were coming through and, and, and coming to somebody's aid all the time and making life a little bit better, and especially for, for a young baby. But we can be that for others in life. Everything, everybody's got troubles. Everybody's struggling with things, but we just need to share more. And the older women need to teach the younger women because they, you need that confidence when someone's been through something and been through life and, hey, everything turned out just fine. You need someone just to, just to be a support for you. So, I love the thought of having, you know, our seniors and our older people absolutely. looking after. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that part that you touched, which is um, how the role of seniors or grandparents and being surrounded in such a kind of a world helps you evolve your personality, your character which later on you realize when a challenge comes in front of you and you have the strength to face it because these seniors or these experienced people have gone through it multiple times and know the lesson and have passed it on for the younger generation to actually pursue and move forward, right? That's so true. It is one of the things that is missing or is becoming very, very rare where you are surrounded with that extended family where you have your grandmother or your grandfather with whom you can share little stories and you can get back 
not just the feedback, but advice and how to actually grow out of it, right? I, I am very, very fortunate in that case, uh, Judy. I've been brought up in similar environment where I've got the chance to see my grandfather and my grandmother live those ideals in their life and also pass it on to the younger generation. And as you said, sometimes it could be just an act that they have done right in front of us. Maybe they are just donating something to others who are in need. And that kind of imprints in our memory. And then we learn from it. And it need not be necessarily them sitting and teaching us everything. But it can be in the ways they live before us, right? Yeah, and I loved that you said, you should be able to listen to the seniors who have been a source of wealth, I would say, because they, of course, they belong to a different generation, but with being in a different generation, they have quite a lot of learnings that they can offer us and being able to be humble and at a place where you're ready to be open and receive those messages in a way to improve your own life, then it is not just going to turn out into a blessing alone. It's going to transform your life as well. Absolutely. I, I loved that you said how the challenges that you had in your childhood was taken by your mother as an opportunity to let you or your siblings see what real life is and grow out of that, right? So I believe she would have shared quite a number of values that you brought in to your life and have been showing it to your children and grandchildren. And now the listeners are also listening here about uh, the influence of your mother on your character and your development. So what are some of the values, Judy, that you would believe is very essential to withstand events, which includes grief? Well, I think some of the, some of the values that stood out and the number one that comes to my mind is just love. The love that my mother had for us. My mother has never judged her children. You grow up, you make decisions for your life that your mother may not agree with. But she never was there to judge us. She was always just there to love and support us. She didn't take it personally that, oh, I failed as a mother. No child of mine should be doing this. You would never hear anything like that. And I, as a mother, have been able to be so supportive with children growing up to just love people unconditionally without judging why they're doing things and why they're picking these friends and why they're getting involved with a drug or whatever they're doing. They have to find themselves and they grow out of things. But that unconditional love where 
I would tell them, there's nothing you can do that will prevent me from just completely loving you unconditionally. I think another trait was the patience that my mother had with, with all of us. Teenage girls are, are awful. And I can remember being disrespectful and being, you know, but she was just patient. She knew that these things will pass. I had my hands full with my own daughter. I had four sons and I just kept wanting to have another baby because I wanted to experience having at least one of each. I was given the most beautiful daughter until she got to junior high. And I didn't recognize this person. That who is this person? The attitude, the disrespect, the everything that went on. And I just had to remember that this is a phase between my love and support and my patience. This all turns completely around. She is my very best friend. I am so grateful to have just one daughter. But I, I realized later I'd rather raise a baseball team than one girl. <laughs> so I've been That's able so to love and support and be patient. It's, you know, you just have to keep things simple. You just have to keep things simple. And I think love sums it up. It just goes so far. And part of that is just the love God has for us and the love we need to have for each other and just take care of each other. You know, love God and love your neighbor. And it, that is a, the powerful message that keeps me going. That's very, very true. And it is very, very powerful that unconditional love in itself is what you need to cultivate as well as share because it's something that's passed over to you from the great Lord, right? And you, if you can fill your heart with that love, you can share it across to people whom you interact with. And how you said, like, even those little moments when your child transitions into teenager, becomes a completely different personality, bring in this value of patience and allow the time to go and this will pass away, right? It reminds me of that powerful quote, which is like, even this will pass away, which was uh, instilled by my mother into our heads, which is like, everything will pass away. Nothing is going to be permanent in this life, right? So inspiring and powerful messages, Judy. Before we wrap up this episode, I would like to ask you, what are the three tips that you would provide our listeners that would help them to get out of the place of grief if they are encountering it in their life? Grief is quite an individual journey for each one. 
there's hardly any rules for grief, is there? It's, I have watched how people have taken a long, long time to grieve and times that it's just short. I think people want to know, especially people that are grieving, that you care, but that they don't need to hear us say what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing, offering all this advice. It it usually comes from people who have never gone through what you've gone through. There really are no words that you can really say to people, especially new in grief. They just need someone to talk to. They need someone just to just to listen to their story. They need us to to bring it up and talk about it because they do like to talk about their loved one. And sometimes we're nervous to bring it up. Oh, I shouldn't be bringing it up. But you do. People love to know that you remember that they're hurting and that they've had this loss. But just just to listen, just to be supportive, just to be kind. There's just such simple little things that you can do. You can take a, a meal over. You can, you can help out with children or help out whatever someone needs. Look for a place to serve someone else in really difficult times because There's just such simple things that they they may need, you know, just go over and clean up the kitchen or take a meal to them and just just hang out and be company. It's that is, I guess, what comes to my mind when I think that we can help people who are hurting by just listening, not having to solve all their problems and just reach out in kindness with ways that you could just support them. What what do they need and and just just do it. Be a friend. Wow. Wow. Simple acts of kindness. <laughs> Listening, showing that love and kindness, offering them support is what you were saying, right, Judy? And also doing some act of service back to the world where there are people who are suffering and going through grief even I would call it like even worser than you look at them and help them out with the ability that you have this has been such a touching episode for me Judy personally I'm sure this would have helped the listeners also understand the values of love, kindness, compassion, and the ability to open your heart and listen to someone in a world where we are raising for our own self-centered or selfish desires. This message I believe is 
going to be super impactful, not just to overcome grief, but any problem in your life. If you can look at Judy and see how Judy shared with us the amazing way of overcoming grief and the problems that actually came before her and bringing in that positive attitude and keeping the faith in God as well as having those strong values helped Judy to be able to share these powerful gems of wisdom before us. Thank you so much, Judy, for your valuable time and wisdom that you've shared with us. We are deeply grateful to this. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Everything in nature goes through the cycle of birth and death. We all know that we have no power on the forces of nature and its laws. As we do not have control on our birth or death, the only phase that we have control over is the life in between birth and death. Our bodies and our minds are given to us as tools to make this world a better place. Let's use the little time we have to help each other spread love, kindness and peace to create beautiful memories that remain forever even after we leave this world. I would like to borrow a quote from the Holy Bhagavad Gita which goes as Avyaktoyam achintyoyam avikaryoyam uchyate tasmad evam viditvainam nanushojitam arhasi which means the soul is invisible, inconceivable and unchangeable. Having known this Arjuna, don't grieve over the body. I hope you all found this episode valuable and enjoyable. Please share your feedback or questions by emailing me at samsarga.ca at gmail.com. To receive free resources, you can subscribe to my email newsletter at bit.ly slash risewithsamsarga. I would also invite you to join my Facebook community, samsarga-emotional-support if you'd like to participate in upcoming events towards becoming an unshakable woman. For any other information, please visit my website at www.samsarga.ca. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me today. I deeply value your time and support. I look forward to sharing yet another powerful episode with all of you to help you discover peace in your life. Join me next Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific time for yet another insightful episode. Until then, take care, stay safe and remain peaceful. Sending you all lots of love and light, Amrita. Thanks for tuning in to the Peace Bridge Talk Show. Tune in again next week to continue your journey to leading a peaceful life. Until then... 
Have a peaceful week.